Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Praise God. I will not be here very long, but I honestly believe that there's a word that I need to share with you guys today. It may not help you uh, out, but I, I, I think it might help somebody out. Amen. Praise God. So just, if you will, with turn to Job chapter 1. And as you guys are reading Job, Job, you know where I'm going. Job chapter one. Once again, I want to thank everybody that's been praying for me, has prayed for me from the time that uh, they found out that I was going to have a heart transplant. Um, Everything that I went through, I just want to thank you guys for standing in the gap for my wife and I. Thank you so much. Um, Wednesday marked my first anniversary of having a new heart, y'all. I got a whole new heart a whole new heart paid in full and 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 i just praise god that god sustained me through this time i I, look i I was talking to a pastor donald on a shirt and it says what does it say donald there is no tomorrow kind of hurt it kind of hurts somebody right now right it's like well wait wait, wait, but tomorrow i got to go to work there is no tomorrow it's today and today is a present it's a gift and that gift is the present because in the presence i'm going i'm going going way too far i'm going too far because your peace is in your present and peace is a present because behind you guess what's behind you depression in front of you is anxiety but in your present there's peace I'm talking to some people that have experienced anxiety because I, you know, I was actually, they tried to tell me, you know, you have anxiety. And and then Pastor uh, Pastor Raquel looked at me. She said, Pastor John, Pastor John, I'm her pastor, but this is what she's telling me. Pastor, brother, stop agreeing with that diagnosis. I need you to speak with the Lord said you are experiencing anxiety. Don't make covenant with it. I may just stay at this point right now because see Jesus himself. He was a man that was acquainted with grief. He was acquainted. That means he knew grief, but he wasn't in covenant with grief. Maybe you don't understand. This is a problem that we have with children nowadays. Even some of y'all right now talking about, well, my friends. Some of those people ain't your friends. They're your acquaintances. You may know them by name, but you know what a friend wants? A friend is somebody that will tell you the truth. A friend is going to stick by you closer than a brother. A friend's going to be the one that's going to say, hey, look, man, you're going the wrong direction. That's a real friend. But Jesus said, look, I'm not trying to be friends with grief. I'm acquainted with it. I know it. I've experienced it. But I refuse to stay in this moment. I'm not going to be in covenant with it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Job 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. For some of you guys, that's Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now jump to six. Jump to six. Jump to six real quick. Just make a jump. Six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also to them. And the Lord said unto Satan, where, where's, how, whence comest thou? I'm sorry, King James. Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered to the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, has you considered my servant, John, I'm sorry, have you considered my servant, Job? And there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Amen. Now, the book of Job, for most people, is a book that we all run to because it's a story of a man that suffered great, great tribulation. And as we read it, it makes us feel uh, kind of bad about our own little problems. Amen? Sometimes, if you're going through a lot, just read, just read Job. Because you'll start to think, uh, I guess my problems ain't that bad. Amen? See, Job is a picture of the ongoing paradox of the relationship between God and man. Let me say it again. It's an ongoing paradox of the relationship between God and man, not between God and the devil. Because the devil has already been defeated. Okay, maybe, maybe you guys don't understand that. Maybe, see, usually in that whole point, in that whole thing in your life, if somebody says, well, yeah, between God, the, the devil's been defeated. Y'all are like... Do you understand the, 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 the severity, the magnitude that God defeated Satan? Do you know when God defeated Satan? Does anybody know when God defeated Satan? Nobody knows? Is anybody Christian in here? I'll just, just give me a yes, I know. Give me a wave of the hand, something. Thank you. Do you guys know when he defeated Satan? When? When? Say it like you moan. Like you're like this in the crowd. <laughs> when did he defeat Satan? No. It was a setup. I, you guys know Pastor John. The R stands for. Listen, you guys, listen very careful. When was Satan defeated? In the garden. He was, you know, he was a snake. He was a serpent. You guys ain't heard this. He was defeated. When he was defeated, you know why I'm able to stand? Because I'm able to stand on the solid rock. Because I got feet. I got feet. So I can stand in a place of victory. But when, the, when Satan came and tempted Eve, he came, he had legs. And he had feet. And because he came up and talked to, to Eve and told Eve and all this other stuff, God said, uh-uh, no longer will you be able to come to any man. So from now on, you will be defeated. Defeated. He took away his feet, y'all. 
It's a joke, but it's for real. That's what it's a curse that God gave on to, to, to Satan. He said, from now on, you're going to slither on your stomach because you've been defeated. And because he's defeated, guess where that leaves us? Standing upon the rock of victory. Oh, my gosh. I guess if I you guys read Job, okay, just read Job, read Genesis. Now, we have this paradox this confusion in thinking that if we're obedient to God, if we name it and claim it, if we profess it and confess it, if we quote scripture in certain order, we will never find ourselves in trouble. Mm-hmm. I've come to find out that no matter what you do, you will find some kind of trouble in your life. And the reason why you encounter so much trouble in your life is that the enemy doesn't want you to wake up and realize the call of God on your life. The more anointing, the more trouble. The more intense the assignment, the more obstacles. The, the greater the promise, the more the problems. Instead of rebuking your trouble, you guys, you better learn how to praise God in it. The coming of the rain and the dark clouds and the feel of the wind blowing on your, on your face. Just remember, remember this, that God is about to rain down blessings over your life. So you better get ready. Stop complaining about the problems you're in. Consider Job. The Bible says this, that a man is born yet a few moments and full of trouble. Let me give you perspective here. When the Bible said that, Pastor Raquel had two twins. She had twins, not two twins, twins. And from the moment they were born, they were experiencing trouble. See, some of us don't realize that from the, from the womb, we experienced trouble from the beginning because we live in a broken world. And, and Pastor Raquel had two twins. I don't know if you guys know them. It, I'm not going to have them stand up. But anyway, you, when, they were come, when, they were, when they were born, one of them was doing great, growing really big. Even to this day, he's still growing. Big Co, he's a giant. If you guys don't, just, just turn. Go stand up, man. Just stand up. Turn them and look at him. That's Big Co. But his, his sister, when she was born, she was so tiny. She was experiencing problems. She was experiencing problems, but guess what? God watched over her. He covered her. I was like, why? She, what did she do to deserve this, Lord? There was troubles. You could guess, yes, you could, because there's people here right now. It's like, I didn't do, I didn't deserve all of this. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. A man born of a woman is, is, is full of trouble from the time you're born. So stop complaining about what's going on in your life and learn how to praise God. That's the problem with some of us now. We complain so much. Man, I'm at this point right now. I don't even want to complain anymore. Because it doesn't do anything. Even though the Lord says, bring your complaints to me. Your cares and your complaints. But here's the problem. We want to go and start telling you about my cares she don't care <laughs> right but she can't do nothing about it 
See, sometimes when you see me up here jumping around and doing all the stuff that you, what you don't realize is that I'm, I'm, there's some things in my life I still need healing from. There's things in my life I want God to turn around. But if until he does, I'm still going to jump up and down, walk over this place like I'm a madman. Praise God. As we look back on our text, I want you to see that the the sons of God presented themselves in heaven before God. And guess who came with the sons of God? It was the saint. It was Satan. Some of y'all thought that Satan was bound to this earth. Well, I got news for you. He was in Eden, which means paradise, which means the place where God dwells. The devil was there. He was bound to the earth. Then guess what? He travels from the earth back to heaven. Because he just, we just read the scripture. He went up to present himself before God. So listen, guys, very carefully. So you know, if Satan can go from the earth to heaven, back to heaven to earth, you better believe that you're going to find him right here in church. And I ain't talking about a spirit. I'm talking about might be somebody sitting next to you. Don't look. Don't look. Don't be over there starting speaking in tongues. Oh, I rebuke you in the name of John. Let me get back to my text. Look, the devil's in heaven. He turns around and he asks God. Excuse me. Well, God asked the devil. He says, what you been doing, devil? Well, first of all, you guys, when God asks you a question, God already knew what the devil was doing. <laughs> you guys think about that? He already knew. It's a rhetorical question. God likes to ask you rhetorical questions because the reason why he's asking you rhetorical questions because he wants you to see where you're at. Yeah. Come on. What you've been doing. Who you've been with. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. And it's quiet. He turned around and said, you got you to understand, there's a times when Adam came and he said, Adam, where art thou? Like God didn't know where he was. He's like, Adam, look at yourself and see where you're at. Consider your ways. He told Jonah the same thing. When Jonah was mad at everybody and everybody got saved, he looked at Jonah and he said, he says, do you do well to be angry? Should you be angry? Well, think Jonah should have just thought of me. He's like, well, probably not. But the devil turns around and tells God, he says, I've been walking to and fro. Then God turns to him and says, have you considered my servant, Enovi? I mean, my servant, Gail, I'm sorry, my servant. Let me pause. Now, this is written down, but you guys know me. I'm random, and, and, and I know that I just think about the dialogue. Like, they're just sitting there talking with each other, and, and, and Satan says, look, look. Uh, 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 he says, hey, 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 uh, God, hey, Big G. Yes. I've been going back and forth. You know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. The whole conversation's happening. God says, hey, man, I got this partner right here. Do you believe? Yeah, look, he, he, he loves me. He does everything I tell him to do. Have you considered him at all? You want to try to do something with him? Now, the devil turns and looks at him and says, yeah, I want to do something to him. But for some reason, you done put a, a hedge of protection around him that I can't get to him. He's been covered. He's been covered. I need, I need, I need somebody to know that God has got you covered. 
Uh, maybe you don't understand. I, when I was in the military, we had to sit down and we, we'd, sit and, and we'd sit there with our weapons. And when we'd move and try to get to where we were going, we wouldn't do it by ourselves. But every time somebody would come up and run, somebody would say, moving. They're moving. They go, I got you covered. While you're moving, I got you covered. While you're moving to the place that God is trying to get you, he says, I got you covered because he's watching you. He's prepared a, a path for you. He's straightened out the crooked road. And as you're going to that next destination that God has you, guess what happened? God said, I got you covered because the enemy's got you in his sights, but I got you covered. And just because, listen, you guys, just because you're covered doesn't mean that keeps you from trouble. Because I, I was covered. I was, co I was covered the day that I walked in the hospital. I was covered. The same way you seen the girls that were up here dancing uh, on, on Mother's Day, the young ladies, and they had the, 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 the thank you, the fabric. It represented the covering of God when they put it over them. And he said, I'm covered by the blood. But just because you're covered by the blood doesn't mean that you're not going to experience some trouble. The covering keeps you from being consumed by trouble. <sighs> See, Kings, in King James uh, Version, Psalms 119 and 87 says, They had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts or thy laws. God said, I've covered you. Yes, you're going to experience things in your life. Yes, you're going to experience hardships, but I got you covered. Let me do a room check real quick. How many people in here go, I know I should be dead. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe you don't know. Maybe that last hit that you took, you, you don't know. See, a lot of times what people don't realize, they're like, oh, I've never had this near-death experience. You didn't know because God had you covered. Somebody, sometimes you need to think back over your life. Like, man, why? What? I, I don't even want to tell some of my testimony because my kids are in here. I, I don't want to tell it. Bishop, I don't want to tell them. But I know there's been times in my life that I would blink my eyes and I knew I was at one intersection and I blink my eyes, I wake up and I'm at home covered the time you was running your mouth in front of all those thugs you know you should have got beat down but all of a sudden they just all of a sudden they decided not to fight you you're like yeah right me covered Okay, I'm just, I'm just going to go on. I'm just going to go on this because I don't want to hold you guys up. I, I, I want to keep talking about Job. I do want to talk about how God is covered. But I want to just tell you something, you guys. I, I, I've been considered, but I'm not, I wasn't consumed. You, you guys understand that God considered me, but he didn't consume me. I, I, yes, uh, please show this, 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 this picture. I need you to see this. Is, is that, look, when I was sitting in the hospital, I was covered, but I wasn't consumed. 
Uh, heart transplant was supposed to be for two weeks. Two weeks. But I ended up being seven months. I died twice. I coded I don't know how many times. But even then, during this time, God's word said this. It is good for me that I've been afflicted. Psalms 119.71. It is good for me that I've been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. I'm going to go somewhere with this. Listen, the message says it like this. My troubles turn out all for the best. They force me to learn from your textbook. (laughs) Oh, saints of God. It was good that I was afflicted. And I'm not preaching for myself because I want to preach to some of y'all. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of hope right now. But I know there's some people right now that are like, I don't understand what I'm going through. My sickness. I, 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 there's certain things that I'm going and, and you sat down and you heard Sister Danielle talking about what she went through and all these other things and, and, and all this stuff. But, but I'm trying to tell you it was good that you were afflicted that you would know him i believe that god even said i thought it was paul he says that i may know him in the fellowship of his suffering that i would know him in the suffering saints of god I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it down to a close but i have to tell you something there was a reason why i had to be afflicted because see what you don't know back in 2000 this last two years i went through all kinds of trouble but if it wasn't that I, if I wasn't for God to be in my life, I was good that I was afflicted when I had the stroke back in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna put this together. I, I had a stroke, y'all, in 2020, and it took my speech. And then a few months later, I had another stroke, yeah. and it took my sight. It was good that I was afflicted. It was good. And I began to thank God, why did this happen to me? I'm a man that stands up and walks right before the Lord. I've given up my life. I've lost everything for the sake of the Christ, of Christ and the cross. I've given it all, but it has been good. God, what is good about this? And God said, well, every good and perfect gift comes from the father above it was good but then I got through and what I didn't realize when I got into the heart situation when I got into the the, the hospital I started sitting there thinking why was it good that I was afflicted those many times because God stripped everything from me he stripped it all I couldn't talk y'all I couldn't even talk for myself I had the end I'm then I'm gonna tell you just like you said the enemy when the doctors came in the first stroke they came the first thing they said they said listen 
Mr. Butcher, the stroke is not only taking your speech, but it's also, it's killed, it killed your kidney. And then it's killing part of your colon. My liver, no, it was my spleen also. Because the, the, the blood clot came in. Watch this. So he said this to me during this time. We're preparing you right now. We're going to take out the part of your colon. You'll have a colostomy bag for the rest of your life. And you might as well forget about getting a heart transplant. What was I going to say? Because I couldn't talk. Sometimes God will bring somebody that will be able to talk for you. And that was my wife. I'm going to tell you I thank God for a praying woman, but I also thank God for a Vallejo woman. I'm just saying. She came in the hospital room. and uh, she, Matter of fact, she couldn't come in there because it was COVID. She got on the phone and said, I need to speak to the doctor right now. Which one said what to my husband? Because they called her and she's like, I need to talk to him. And she went off and said, no, you need to put somebody there and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And I, I can't say anything, but that that and then all of a sudden, because of favor, I got the chief surgeon come into the room and they, because of favor, this is during COVID. They let my wife in the hospital to advocate. The advocate. Sometimes when you can't speak for yourself, you need a lawyer in your courtroom called the Holy Ghost to speak for you. So my wife spoke and then all of a sudden she rebuked it and all of a sudden they did a CAT scan and all of a sudden the blood flow returned back to my kidney, to my spleen, to my colon. And she says, uh-uh, my husband will have a heart transplant one day, but you ain't going to do it. Not today. Not today. Not today. So I had to go through all therapy and all that other stuff and did everything. And then all of a sudden I wake up in the morning one day, a few months later, and I wake up and I go, Kaya, Kaya, is it, is it daytime? She goes, what? I said, is it daytime? Because I, I couldn't see the light. And she goes, yeah, it's daytime because it was early. We slept late. Well, anyway, we slept late. It was a long, long night. Um, wow. Holy God. I woke up blind, you guys. I said, I can't see. I can't see anything. She goes, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you can't see? I said, I can't see anything. Call the ambulance. They came pick me up. And I, immediately, Kai gets on the phone. She starts calling our prayer partners. Prayer warrior right here. Pastor Raquel starts telling him, start praying right now. Boom. And I had to go through that. All of a sudden, my sight became back. It wasn't, no, it wasn't nothing they gave me. It wasn't anything. Because right now they're like, you're going to be blind. It took too long. So you're, you're, the stroke you got, it took way too long. You probably won't get your sight back. And all of a sudden I started uh, uh, sitting there thinking about, was it blind Bartimaeus? When he looked, I said, look, open up your eyes. He says, I could see people kind of like trees. And I started blinking. And all of a sudden the left eye started working. I was like, okay, I can see you now. I can't see over here, but I could see something. See, the devil's plan was to take my speech and take my vision 
because he knows if he takes me out he'll take the church out it was good that I was afflicted and then all of a sudden I decided to go ahead and take my wife out for street tacos her favorite and the next day I didn't feel well she says we need to go to the hospital go to the hospital and you guys know the story I was in the hospital seven months got the heart transplant while I was at the heart you guys watch what happens the heart you're supposed to get a heart transplant everything's fine but all of a sudden I get the new heart everything's going good for like one day and then all of a sudden your heart your body's rejecting your heart not only that your kidneys are failing so I had to get on dialysis my liver started failing my kidneys started failing my lungs started failing my heart wasn't working right because the tricuspid valve on my new heart ain't working Why, God? I've done everything you told me to do. God said, why not you? Have you considered my servant, John? God, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> at this point right now, I haven't seen my kids. I can't talk to nobody, all this other stuff. The Lord said, listen, I'm about to help somebody out. If it hadn't been for the first stroke and the second stroke, you wouldn't have been prepared for the heart transplant. It was good that I afflicted you here. It was good that I afflicted you here to get you ready for what was about to come. See, a boxer doesn't just go, hey, I want to box and gets in the ring for the championship. No, you got to come back through some pain and suffering to get ready for the championship. There's things in your life, saints of God, that right now you're asking God, why me? Why am I going through this right now? God says, listen, it's good that you're going through some affliction right now. Because if you weren't going through this affliction, you wouldn't know me like you do now all your prayers it was good Rio it was good Reuben it was good that you were afflicted Jenny Lionel it was good that I've been afflicted Danielle never happened you would never know God the way that you know him right now so your affliction is an invitation your affliction is an invitation to get closer to God that's why Paul said that I may know him in the fellowship of his suffering in the power of his resurrection being made conformable unto his death. It is good. It is good. I want to pray for you guys today. Because today, when we had the altars up and everybody was wanting something from God, well, now's the time. There was something you wanted from God. That's what you wanted. But right now, I want you to give God something. 
and that's your heart. All your trouble that's going on in life, listen to me when I say this, trouble's going to find you. If you're in trouble right now, it's okay, but God's got you covered. And he's allowing this trouble to bring you closer to him because the blessings don't make you closer to God. When you're sitting there praying for a new job because you want finances, that doesn't bring you closer to God. You guys don't know that. It's through the affliction, the pain, the suffering that brings you closer to God. Stand to your feet. that I may know him in the power of his resurrection in the fellowship of his suffering being conformable unto his death I heard this man of God say this I asked for strength and God gave me difficulties to make me strong I asked for wisdom and God gave me problems to solve I asked for courage and God gave me dangers to overcome everything that I asked for God provided for me Amen. Amen. If you're here today and maybe you've been asking God for all these things and healing, and that's great. You should ask him. But today, what God wants from you is your heart. And I'm just going to be honest with you. This isn't no easy road, but God said, listen, I've already given you the victory. You just got to learn how to walk through it so that you can start to know me better, to have relationship with him. That's his heart. So if you're here today and you don't, you've never given your life to Christ, or if you're here today and you said, you know what, pastor, I've been consumed with all my problems, but today I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. It's right where you're at. Amen. Amen. I see that hand. Praise God. Praise God. Is anybody else? Anybody else? Do me a favor. Just be brave. Just be brave. Come up front. Come on up front. If you're in here and you, you want to re- rededicate your life to Christ, so you know what, man, just come on up. Come on up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.